Is the church spending too much time and energy on issues like abortion and gay marriage and not enough on social issues? And do Great Britain and the United States really have freedom of speech? Or are we under a de facto Sharia law that makes public discourse on faith and other religions illegal? This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now here is our guest host, Penna Dexter. And we are thrilled to have you with us today for Jerry Johnson Live. I am Penna Dexter, guest hosting, holding down the fort for Jerry Johnson while he's in the United Kingdom. And with me co-hosting in the studio is Dr. Denny Burke. He is Assistant Professor of New Testament here at the Criswell College. Denny, I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. We've got a lot to cover today, and I might add uh, that uh, Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council will be joining us a little bit later to talk about a new program that's going to be aired uh, beginning this weekend here on KCBI. Uh, but with an election coming up in November, Republican leaders announced this week that they are actually going to move forward on a whole raft of pro-family legislation. And included in that list are bills like the Marriage Protection Amendment, the bill that really says marriage is between one man and one woman. And, uh, you know, these bills, there are 10 of them, all represent the moral and the right thing to do. But... Uh, we really got to face it that they're being brought up now to fire up the base, to play to those Christians and conservatives, church-going Americans around the country that really combined blacks and whites in states like Ohio in 2004 to win a marriage amendment and also possibly push President Bush over the top. But this week, there's something else going on, and it's going on here in Dallas, Texas. There's a conference of black clergy members. It's a three-day conference, and uh, people like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson are there, and they are saying that issues like uh, pro-life, like abortion, and like marriage, and uh, like judicial activism, that these are just non-issues. Denny, I don't know about you, but I don't think they're non-issues. Yeah, I've, I'm looking at the article now reporting on this in the Associated Press. It says basically that these leaders, including Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, are going to get out there on Monday and organize against Christian conservatives because they say Christian conservatives are focusing too much on marriage and abortion, gay marriage and abortion, and that's distracting from larger issues, which they consider to be things like the Iraq War, voting rights, affirmative action, and poverty. The best I can tell is, is they're basically trying to rearrange the priorities of uh, what they think Christians should be thinking about, what they think we should be caring about 
And I think that's what Pastor McKissick's going to address. Well, Reverend Dwight McKissick is with us, and he's considered really a leader uh, in the African-American community here in Dallas with regard to Christians. He is pastor of the Cornerstone Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas, and he's with us on all of these issues uh, like uh, marriage and uh, protecting the sanctity of human life. Pastor McKissick, they didn't invite you to this conference, did they? Uh, I was unaware that the conference was going on. How'd you find out about it? Uh, my wife mentioned it uh, to me, and I told her I had no idea that was happening. What do you think heard about ab- it over some through the media? Well, that's where we heard about it, and it was interesting to hear Al Sharpton say uh, there are no gay people coming to our churches asking to get married, but there are plenty of people coming with problems voting or their sons in jail. And uh, basically, he says that the issues of gay marriage and uh, protecting life are, are, are non-issues for African Americans. What do you think? Well, name the issue more important than life. That's what the abortion issue is all about. Uh, I'm for affirmative opportunity, not necessarily for affirmative action as it out is outlined. But uh, unless I'm allowed to be bored, I can't get affirmative action or affirmative opportunity. Name the issue that's more important than the family. And if we allow gay marriage to become legal in America, you have redefined marriage and family in America. There's no issue more important uh, than the family. The way you address poverty is to encourage every father to stay in the home and take care of his children. If you have children born out of wedlock, it leads to poverty. That's quite simple. And so I'm just appalled at them coming up with an agenda that attacks the scripture that demeans life in the womb and that demeans marriage between the man and the woman. Al Sharpton believes in gay marriage. The majority of black Christian America does not believe in gay marriage. We believe marriage between a man and a woman. We will not buy into Al Sharpton's liberal, unbiblical agenda on that issue. The majority of black Christians in America believe that Abortion is the ultimate form of child abuse. Even if a girl became pregnant out of wedlock in the black community, she was told, you have that baby, that's God's child, God can use that baby. We were not buying Al Shopton's liberal agenda and not protecting the innocent, unborn um, babies. The majority of black America, middle class black America, don't believe in high taxes. We also believe in a strong defense. We would not buy that liberal agenda. Over 1.5 million uh, blacks bought into a conservative agenda because we thought it was closer aligned to scripture than the liberal agenda, and it was a provided margin of victory in Ohio. So Mm -hmm. they have every right to do what it is that they are doing. But the majority of black Christian America does not buy the liberal, unbiblical agenda proposed by Al Shopton. Our guest is Reverend Dwight McKissick, Cornerstone Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas. If you'd like to join us, just give us a call, 800-881-9270. Do you think that gay marriage and protecting marriage, uh, banning gay marriage and uh, protecting human life are divisive issues in the African-American church? Reverend McKissick, uh, I know that you've been active on some of these issues, haven't you? Yes, absolutely, because if we destroy the family, we have nothing left. And the policies of the liberals that uh, pay for ladies to have babies with no daddy in the house, that's destroying our families. 
Uh, when we allow uh, a man to be married to a man, uh, women have a hard enough time as it is, and when they have to compete with another man for their husband, that destroys the family. Uh, gay marriage could be a knockout blow to the black family, considering all the other ills we're having uh, to face. So, yes, I've been quite active in this. It's just trying to preserve uh, the family because the Bible is clear that houses and riches are an inheritance of a father. If we're going to have strong black families. We're going to have to have strong black fathers. And I'm for anything that will strengthen the family, not liberal policies that destroy the family. Pastor McKissick, this is Denny Burke, and we are talking to Pastor McKissick. The number is 1-800-881-9270 if you want to call in. Pastor, I was wondering, you, you seem to link these moral issues of marriage and abortion to the issue of poverty. Do you see in the larger liberal um, black movement, is, do they link those issues at all? In the liberal black movement, no. In the evangelical, Bible-believing black movement, absolutely. It's impossible to divorce morality from economics. The Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And if you do it not well, sin lies at your door. Once a person is an adult, 18 or 21 or older, and they continue to be poor, that's a result of poor choices. And that needs to be the message of this group. Daddy, stay at home. Daddy, don't have children outside of wedlock. Daddy, spend your money at home. Daddy, get out of debt. Daddy, save 10% of your income. Daddy, love your family. Turn your heart towards your wife and your children, and you eradicate poverty in the black community in a very short period of time. Dwight McKissick is with us, and we're taking your calls at 800-881-9270. Let's go to Angela in Roanoke. Hi, Angela. Hello. Go ahead. Well, I mean, first of all, what I wanted to say is that Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton do not represent leaders in the black community, in my opinion. And I think the people that would listen to their opinion at this time are not those people that are voting. <clears throat> and the people that are voting, I think, have enough sense to look beyond uh, race-related issues and to go ahead and vote their conscience and their, their moral value. <clears throat> Reverend McKissick, are they voting or are they not? Well, some are, some are not. And as uh, somebody uh, made a remark in the Dallas Morning News recently, if you ask black Christians to choose between Jesus and the liberal, unbiblical, democratic policies, we're going to choose Jesus or some will not vote. I think it's legitimate to have a difference of opinion on the Iraq war, though I see it as uh, valid and has done some good. I have no problem with those who have a problem with the uh, Iraq war. Uh, we can have difference. Christians can have differences of opinions on, on certain uh, key issues, but when it comes to life, uh, that's clear. The Bible says of Jeremiah, God knew him in his mother's womb. You cannot um, snuff a life out uh, at any time, but but Al Sharpton believe you can uh, kill a baby in the womb up to the ninth month, or the baby can be partially born and then murdered. Black Bible-believing Christians don't buy into that agenda, and we will not vote for such unbiblical, ungodly, immoral uh, policies. So uh, some, before they vote uh, for a Republican, choose not to vote 
at all, but um, the Democrats, the two basic issues of life and family, they are wrong on those two issues. There's nothing more important until they can get that right. I think they're going to have some serious problems with serious Bible-believing Christians. Let's take another call from Jenny in Crowley. Hi, Jenny. Hi. I just wanted to make a comment and, and thank the pastor that's, that you have there from Cornerstone, because I, I agree with him. You know, I go to an Afro-American church myself, and our pastor's the same way. You know, he has always told us we vote according to our morals, you know, and to us, marriage is a man and a woman, you know, and abortion, totally against it, because like he just said, you know, in the Bible it tells you a child is a blessing from the Lord, and I don't think there should be no more important issue for anyone, Hispanic like myself or black, than to try and work on keeping the family together, on trying to get these fathers to be part of their children's life. To me, that's the most important thing. Now, if you agree with what Al Shopton said, I'm from New York, and I never backed up anything they had to say because, to me, they're not helping the black community, you know, by saying that it's okay to be married to a man or, or a woman to a woman. I, I'm in total disagreement with that, you know. So I, I commend this pastor for, you know, standing up and, and speaking up, you know, of how the rest of us Christians believe. Thank you, Ginger. We're talking to Pastor McKissick. The number here is 1-800-881-9270. We'd like to hear from you. Pastor McKissick, um, you know, the article says that most uh, religious blacks tend to be socially conservative but politically progressive. How come so many African Americans, I think it's about 80 uh, percent, typically in presidential elections vote for Democrat candidates? Well, you know, that's that started happening in the uh, 60s when um, John Kennedy uh, helped to spring Martin Luther King from jail. Prior to that, uh, black people basically voted Republican because Republicans uh, delivered black people from slavery. Uh, Republicans actually initiated the affirmative action program under Richard uh, Nixon. A lot of black people are not aware of that. Um, but when Kennedy freed Martin Luther King from jail, you know, blacks like Jackie Robinson, who, who was a Republican, Martin Luther King's daddy uh, was a Republican, but obviously a lot of emotional ties went to uh, the Democrats based on what Kennedy did. Goldberg. i got to jump in, Pastor McKissick. We so appreciate you joining the program today and all that you do here in the Dallas-Fort Worth community. God bless you, and thanks for being with us. Thank you. Next up, there's a new program launching this Saturday on KCBI, Washington Watch Weekly. It's a broadcast of the Family Research Council. Host FRC Tony Perkins joins us next here on Jerry Johnson Live. We'll be back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Chriswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture in the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with his word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. 
Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's our guest host, Penna Dexter. Welcome back to Jerry Johnson Live. I am Penna Dexter holding down the fort here at the Criswell College. Denny Burke is also with me in studio. And Denny, Dr. Dwight McKissick, uh, pretty amazing, isn't he? Oh, my goodness. I feel like cheering. That was wonderful. <laughs> Why don't we uh, quickly take another call? JB is from Fort Worth. Yes, how are you doing today? Great. Great. Well, you know, um, as I was listening, uh, me being a black man, um, understanding just how difficult that is on its own, but more importantly, I, I have to have to realize who God said that who I am, besides anything else. And you know, within, when you look at politics and things of that nature, if you are a believer, there is no Democrat and no Republican. It's only right and was and wrong. So the the votes that you or the, the people that you should be voting for are those who are wanting to do what's right, regardless if they're black, if they're white, if they're Republican or Democrat. JB, thank you so much for your call. Listen, uh, we agree with that here at Jerry Johnson Live. Uh, listen, if we're Christians first, if uh, you know there may be one or more parties that more or less agree with with uh, what you think Christ would have you to do and to vote for. But listen, we don't follow any party uh, just because it's a certain party. We follow uh, the party that represents what we think are it, the has the right view on the issues. So thank you so much for that, JB. I am quite certain that our next guest would agree with that position. Uh, one of the most effective pro-family organizations working in our nation's capital is the Family Research Council. And uh, they have been uh, airing a weekly one-half-hour program for about two years. It's going to begin airing on KCBI on this Saturday. The host is Family Research Council President Tony Perkins, and he joins us now by phone. Hi, Tony. Hi, Penna. How are you? Well, I'm just fine. Thank you for being uh, with us today. We are so excited here at, at the Criswell College and at KCBI that Washington Watch Weekly is going to begin airing this weekend. Tell us about the program. Well, it's a, uh, it's a program that comes straight from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., where our offices are headquartered. And we, we take 30 minutes and we, we delve into the, the real issues that impact. As the last caller I was listening to, I think he's absolutely right. We're not Republican nor are we Democrat. If we're Christians, we should be for right and wrong. And what we do is we really, we really dissect those issues. We have some of the newsmakers, some of the key people, the key leaders in the nation on the program. In fact, this week I believe we'll have the House Majority Leader, uh, John Baynard will be uh, with us uh, on the program talking about the values agenda that uh, they, uh, the Congress will be pursuing in the next few months. So a lot of issues that impact family are dealt with on Washington Watch Weekly. Well, the program is going to air at 12.30 on Saturdays. And, Tony, you, miss, uh, you mentioned this value voters agenda, and this was pretty much laid out this week. There are 10 bills, and these are all bills that pro-family Christians are going to love, aren't they? They are. We've been working with the House leadership to move forward on some of these values-oriented issues, and uh, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yesterday they had a, a press conference to announce that they're moving forward on a Pledge Protection Act. Now, that's been bottled up in committee, and even uh, today 
uh, fell short, but I think uh, there's another plan to move that out of the committee onto the floor. There's the Freedom to Display the American Flag Act, uh, which is also moving forward. Uh, Congressman Hotstetler's uh, Public Expression of Religion Act, which uh, deals with a number of issues as, as uh, more and more we see the courts and the ACLU attacking Christians who display religious emblems in public. And then, of course, there's the Marriage Protection Amendment coming up uh, later this month in the House, the Unborn Child Pain Awareness Act, uh, Internet Gambling Prohibition Act, the Human Cloning Prohibition Act, the Permanent Tax Relief for Families. That's a one desperately needed. So there's a number of key issues that uh, families uh, should, and I think uh, many do, care very much about. The House is going to be taking those issues up in the next couple of months. And these are things that you talk about every week on Washington Watch Weekly, aren't they? They are, uh, Pinna, and uh, what we do uh, is we, we really kind of go beyond just the sound bites, and we talk about those, we'll give you a little bit of our take on the issues so that you can uh, really kind of uh, look at them from a, a Christian worldview. But then we talk with the, the newsmakers themselves. We talk with those who uh, uh, either are in in office working to push these issues or those that uh, those policy experts that help shape them. And so we kind of give you a little more information on uh, on the, the the critical issues of the day, so that you too can be uh, prepared to uh, promote those, defend them, uh, talk to your congressman about them and even uh, you know, write letters to, your, to the editor on, their, on the behalf of these measures. Well, we are taking calls here on Jerry Johnson Live. The number is 800-881-9270 if you have a question for Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen in at 1230, like I just said, you're going to miss Washington Watch Weekly. That was wrong. The program actually airs from 12 to 1230. I've just been corrected. So this Saturday, July 1st, it will begin. Uh, one thing Tony mentioned is that uh, there are often lawmakers Makers, senators, congressmen, movers and shakers there in Washington who appear on the program. I've actually been in the studio there in Washington, D.C., and it's great because uh, you can actually get them right there in front of you, can't you, Tony? We can, and, and Penny, you know a little bit about the program. You've been working with us uh, as we've been producing that for the next uh, last couple of years, and uh, so I think, um, I'll, I'll say this, I think you do a great job in helping us get that program out there, and, and the feedback we get from those across the country that listen uh, is that it's very helpful to them as they try and understand the issues and what they can do to make a difference. So I'm excited that KCBI is joining uh, the, the the several, uh, I guess we're up in the three... It's getting up close stations. to 300 stations. Yeah, so that's exciting. We're going to have a station of this uh, uh, size and quality that's going to be joining with uh, the network of those that are airing Washington Watch Weekly. So we invite all of the KCBI listeners to become uh, listeners of Washington Watch Weekly. You know, I want to mention, we were just talking with Dwight McKissick about this conference that's going on here in Dallas, Tony, and it's a black clergy conference, and the type of black clergy that's there is Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. Uh, Dr. McKissick, who I know you know, wasn't even invited, but they're saying that the issues of gay marriage, of protecting marriage, and protecting human life are not important to uh, African Americans across the country. What do you think? Well, I, I, I didn't hear what Dr. McKissick said, but I can say this. I would say amen because I know him well. In fact, uh, Dwight McKissick received uh, an award from the Family Research Council this year for his leadership in Texas promoting the marriage amendment and his organization not on our watch or not on my watch. And uh, I, I think he's absolutely right. What the media is doing here is that they're silencing the, the African-American pastors, the black leaders, 
who are are breaking from the stereotypical liberalism that Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson represent. They're simply trying to shut them down, and that's why I think it's absolutely critical that uh, we we see more and more bridges built between the white and black evangelical community. I I mean, the, the caller that was on the phone when I joined on to listen uh, had it exactly right. As Christians, we should not be Republican or Democrat in our thinking. We should be Christian in our thinking, thinking, and we should vote for people based upon where they stand on the issues, not what party they represent. I want to mention that Washington Watch Weekly will be heard this Saturday at noon on KCBI. It won't be on the other Chriswell stations, just KCBI, so afraid they're going to miss out because it's a great program. Uh, Tony, do you have time to take a quick call? Sure. Let's go to Larry from DeSoto. Larry, go ahead. Yes, I just want to call and comment. I applaud Pastor McKissick um, just in all his viewpoints. He's right right on the mark. And uh, I just want to say personally, uh, uh, Sharpton and, and Jesse Jackson, um, I truly believe they don't represent the majority of uh, not just black voters, but any voters, you know, on the topics that we're discussing. And it really disturbs me and distresses me that they would use the title reverend, you know, based on the um, their views and things like that. So, again, I just applaud uh, the pastor from Cornerstone. And um, actually, um, I'd like to find out where they're meeting at because I would be uh, the first one to go there and just make it personally known that they do not represent me or my views. Tony, one more question, uh, because one more question for Tony before we let you go, and that is, I know that you are uh, very concerned at the Family Research Council about the involvement of the black churches across the country, and it's growing, isn't it? It is, and I want to comment just on what what the previous caller just said. If you look at Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, those that uh, the liberal media puts up as spokesmen for the uh, spokespersons for the black community and the religious community, most of them don't have churches. Uh, where the black pastors that we're working with at the Family Research Council and, and, and elsewhere, they all have churches, large, influential churches. Uh, Dwight uh, McKissick, uh, Harry Jackson, Herb Lusk from Philadelphia. These are uh, leading pastors that are reaching out across the nation and are making a, a, a tremendous difference. And if uh, you folks would like more to know more about FRC, they can uh, find out more on the web by going to www.frc.org. That's frc.org. And um, find out more about our pastors' outreach as uh, we're reaching out to pastors all across this nation. Mr. Perkins, this is Denny Burke. I have a quick question for you. What are the prospects of a a marriage protection amendment being passed? Well, um, right now, as as you probably know, just about two weeks ago in the Senate, it failed uh, to pass 49-48. Uh, one vote more than it, it received two years ago. How long before it comes up again? Well, um, it, it probably won't come up in the Senate again um, for another year or two. It will. It's scheduled to come up in the House later this month, but I still don't think we have the two-thirds votes needed there to pass it in the House. Um, but it's an issue that we've got to continue to work on. What What is exciting, or, or encouraging rather, is what's happening in the states. Every time the citizens of any state in this country have a chance to vote on the issue of whether or not marriage should be between a man and a woman, guess what happens? It passes overwhelmingly, on average with over 71% voter approval. 20 states thus far, uh, seven uh, more states uh, this November will be voting on it, another six or more next fall. This issue will not go away, and I encourage Christians to stay engaged and continue to, uh, to pound on their congressmen yeah. and their senators to pass this. Definitely. Hey, Tony, and you're helping 
all of us do it. Thank you so much, and thanks for being with us on Jerry Johnson Live. Hey, great to be with you. That is Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council. FRC.org is the website. You can find out more. His program, Washington Watch Weekly, will begin airing Saturday, 12 noon, on KCBI. Next up, Dr. Jerry Johnson is going to talk with a member of the House of Lords about hate speech laws. We'll be back. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's our guest host, Penna Dexter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Penna Dexter. It's been a fun show so far, pretty much of a packed show, as we've talked to Tony Perkins and also Reverend Dwight McKissick. Uh, and now we get, to, we get the treat of hearing from your host, who is uh, Dr. Jerry Johnson, who is over in the United Kingdom. And uh, he had a chance to talk with uh, Lord Pearson of Rennick on the issue of hate speech. Here's that interview. Prime Minister of England, Tony Blair, wanted to make it a criminal offense to incite religious hatred through threatening words or actions, insults and abuse, and proposed a hate speech law. But Great Britain's upper chamber, the House of Lords, eliminated the ban on insults and abuse and inserted a provision allowing for proselytizing, discussion, even criticism or ridicule of religion or conversion speech. My next guest is Lord Pearson of Rennock. Last summer, Crystal College sponsored an Oxford Distinguished Scholars term in England, and I had the privilege of touring the House of Lords with Lord Pearson. He is a peer appointed in 1990 by conservative Margaret Thatcher. He has served on the House of Lords Select Committee on the European Union. And I asked him to tell us about this hate speech bill and how dangerous it was. Yes, I mean, this is a bill introduced by the present government really to pander to the pressure from the the violent Islamists in in this country. And it was called the Racial and Religious Hatred Bill. And as introduced into the House of Lords, it made it a criminal offence to use insulting words or to utter them recklessly. And in the Lords, we took the view that that was far too wide, that pretty well any Christian preaching could have been interpreted in that way by the violent Islamist communities, and the courts would have been in great difficulty as to know how to protect Christian teaching and Christian preaching in this country. Well, yes, and if sound Christian preaching affirms the truth of Christianity, the error of other religions, and is also seeking converts. That's right. Uh, But this form of words left the offense, really, in in the ear of the listener, if you see what I mean. Mm. And what we did in the Lords was we amended it so that someone could only be prosecuted if the accused person used threatening words or behavior, if he clearly intended to stir up religious hatred, Mm -hmm. and if the words he used couldn't be classed as an ordinary expression of criticism or dislike of another belief. And that's how we amended the bill in, in, in the Lords and sent it back to the Commons. By one vote, the House of Commons passed our version. So that is now the new version, and we believe that Christian evangelism and Christian preaching and Christianity in general in this country has been protected. Although, of course, we'll have to wait and see how it turns out and how the courts interpret it. But it's a very, very nasty development, the whole story, because, you know, we rather favor freedom of speech in this country, as do you. You know, we have some interesting allies. I noticed uh, Mr. Bean... Uh, Rowan Atkinson said he was glad that the right to criticize and ridicule religions was not banned. 
Let's connect that to this cartoon controversy. What's happening in England right now? I know there are Muslim communities there in England. How are they reacting? Well, I mean, we've had some very nasty demonstrations because of these cartoons published first of all in Denmark and then repeated in France and in other places in Europe. We've had really violent demonstrations with people holding up placards saying, you know, anyone who insults Islam must be beheaded and all that sort of stuff. We've had embassies burning in, in Beirut and Damascus, as you know. And what really strikes one is how fairly mild cartoon, quite frankly, right. of the Prophet Muhammad causes such incredible outrage across the Islamist world. And it is really extremely worrying because, after all, the Islamists feel very free to, to issue the most frightful cartoons, particularly yes. uh, against um, Israel and the Jews. Mm -hmm. They demonize the Jews in their cartoons, and they think that's perfectly all right. And they feel perfectly free to say that Christianity is an inferior religion and all that sort of stuff. And indeed, the Christian tradition and the Christian world is to debate our beliefs and, and, and to have everything in the open. Sure. But when it comes to Islam, uniquely Islam, then we run up against this very violent reaction. I know that the Islamo-fascists want to impose Sharia law everywhere, and of course we in the West are saying, oh, yeah, that's a bad thing, we're not going to have this uh, Islamic law, this Sharia law, but in fact... If they intimidate Western journalists from critiquing Islam or even having a, an innocent cartoon, isn't there a kind of de facto Sharia law that we're accepting? Well, I think this, this is the problem. I mean, I, I think one of the weaknesses of our democracy has been our generosity in, in welcoming these people into our countries and into our culture and all the rest. And they have used, if you like, our generosity and our openness of mind and our academic uh, mode of debating things and, 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 and so on, th th they have used that in order to get in amongst us, and now they're turning around against us, and very viciously, and all over the planet, quite frankly. The problem is that Islam is, is really both a religion and a political system based on the Quran, and the penalty for deviation from it is death. Mm. Islamism, and I think one must make that decision, Islamism is, is the violent form of Islam, it is a world domination movement. But unlike, shall we say, Soviet communism in Russia, the trouble is that these people really believe in it. Um, I mean, after about 1955, no one believed in, in Soviet communism in, in what is now Russia. It, it was held together by fear. But these Islamists believe in it and their version of the Quran. I mean, enough to blow themselves up together with thousands of innocent people, and they've done it to you and they've done it to us. You know, there are communities of Muslims all over Europe, and I know in England. Do you believe that most of the Muslims there want to become British subjects, or do they want Sharia law? I think most of them are, quite frankly, in a bit of a muddle. I think most of them would say they're peaceful, hospitable, lovely people. But it's when you come try and talk about the actual basis of their faith, the Quran, that things get controversial. And, you know, I'm not pretending to be an expert, but... We've all had to look at it enough now, at least to ask one or two questions. And, and the problem seems to us to be that um, after Muhammad moved from Mecca to Medina in, in, in 622, most of what he wrote in the Quran is, is, is violent stuff. It's kill yes. the Jews and kill the Christians. Therefore, when one says, you know, the Quran is a mild document, it actually isn't. <laughs> and right. uh, the, the problem is that obviously there are many contradictory clauses in the Quran, but Islamic religion has the um, policy of, uh, it's called abrogation. And by abrogation, the later verses in the Quran take precedent 
over the earlier verses. And it's those later verses that allow the Islamists to root their behavior in the Quran. And we just feel that what we've really got to do is, is to know enough about it to try and get them to talk about it amongst themselves. I mean, in the way that we have debated Christianity openly now for centuries. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid you can say anything you like about our Lord or the crucifixion, or the resurrection, or anything. And, you know, the Christian world doesn't rise up and try to murder you. That's right. But if you whisper against the, the Prophet Muhammad, or you even carry a picture of him, um, you're in extreme trouble. And it seems to me that the, what we've got to do is to try and really encourage them to debate amongst themselves. We've got to get the people, you know, we're talking about, and there are a few brave Islamic scholars who are now coming into the open, and they are saying what I've just said, um, and they're trying to talk about it with their violent um, colleagues, and it's not going very well at the moment, I'm afraid. But well, I don't think we can bomb them out of existence, unfortunately. They're too diffuse, and I think they're through your society as well. I mean, did you know that there is a prayer room, a Muslim prayer room, in every police station in London now? No. What about that? Well, you know, Dan Brown is a lot safer after writing the Da Vinci Code than Salman Rushdie was after critiquing Islam. Of that tells the difference, really, in the two worldviews in the two religions. Well, a couple of issues there. In that discussion with Lord Pearson of Renock, appear in the British House of Lords. According to the Sharia law, you can't even have an image of Muhammad. And my question is, are we going to accept de facto Sharia law because... For instance, you can go to the United States Supreme Court building, and there is a carved image of Muhammad. He has a Koran in one hand and a sword in the other. That is Dr. Jerry Johnston. He is right now in the United Kingdom, and great interview. Uh, You know, well, first of all, let me just give out the phone number, because we'd love to hear your comments on this issue. It's 1-800-881-9270. But Denny Burke, um, in this country, even in this country, you know, some of our elected officials have trouble uh, really even admitting or or speaking the truth about the religion of Islam and what it really is. And I think that that hurts us, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, people are always getting after Christianity, criticizing Christianity because it's so exclusivistic. You know, we believe in verses like John fourteen six. Mm-hmm. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. We do believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved, and his work on the cross is resurrection. And uh, if you're not attached to him by faith, you're not a Christian. Well, the Islamists are equally exclusive. Of, of course, it's all defined around their devotion to uh, Allah through Muhammad. But uh, they're much more intolerant, at least in some of the more uh, fundamentalist factions. And it's it's very difficult because, um, you know, it incites violence around the world. We saw everything that happened with the cartoon controversy, the, the Danish cartoon controversy, and it's just not that way in the Christian world. And so uh, Lord Pearson had it right. I think he did. It's fun to hear from uh, Jerry Johnson. This is Jerry Johnson Live, and uh, we are sitting in for him as he is over there in the U.K., Uh, Next up, uh, we've got a couple of reports. We're going to tell you about what happened with the flag amendment. We're also going to tell you about the Supreme Court's decision that basically upholds, pretty much upholds Texas's redistricting law, and that's huge for the Republicans. We'll talk about the Israeli army going into the Gaza Strip, and we will take your calls on this and any other issue you want to talk about. 
The number is 1-800-881-9270. I'm Penna Dexter with Denny Burke, and we'll be right back on Jerry Johnson Live. In early January, Jerry Johnson Live, a daily one-hour Christian Worldview radio show first aired. Hosted by Jerry Johnson, the president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, it was our vision to present discussion of topics in the news with newsmakers and experts in areas that affect our lives and impact our faith. You've heard discussion about recent Supreme Court nominees, cases before the high court, as well as movies in the Oscars, abortion, the war in Iraq, development of nuclear weapons by Iran, immigration and border security, terrorism, the emerging church, educating our children and other topics. Along with hearing about these issues, you've had a place to express your own ideas. If Jerry Johnson Live is providing an important and valuable resource for you, we invite you to consider supporting this program financially. Gifts to Criswell College in support of Jerry Johnson Live are tax deductible. Go to our website, jerryjohnsonlive.com, to find out how you can give, whether by check or by credit or debit card. That's jerryjohnsonlive.com. Today's news from the Christian Worldview for Christ and Culture. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's our guest host, Penna Dexter. Welcome back to Jerry Johnson Live. Denny Burke also in studio with me. And uh, we're just going to give you a little bit of an update on the news. We're taking your calls at 1-800-881-9270. And in one case that is very important to the Republican Party uh, as a whole, a nationwide, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that only a part of a, t- of a Texas congressional redistricting map is unconstitutional. More from Washington. The high court has upheld most of the map, saying it's not a case of statewide unconstitutional gerrymandering, but it has also thrown out part of it, saying minority voting rights were not protected. Justice Anthony Kennedy says some 100,000 Hispanics who were moved from one district to another did not have a chance to vote for their own candidate. The new map cost four Democratic incumbents their seats, while Republicans picked up six seats. Sagar Megani at the Supreme Court. This is a victory and somewhat of a vindication for uh, former House Majority Leader Tom DeLay, who was instrumental in getting this done and then getting uh, extra Republicans elected uh, into the House of Representatives. Also, the Bush administration is calling on the Palestinian president and others to help persuade hardline Palestinians to release a captured Israeli soldier. The administration affirms Israel's right to defend itself against terror, and U.S. spokesmen are calling on Palestinian President Abbas and on Egypt to help resolve a crisis provoked by the kidnapping of an Israeli soldier. State Department spokesman Adam Erily says Egypt is well positioned to help. Obviously, Egypt has uh, has in the past uh, and, and, and continues to uh, play an important role. Erelisa's Secretary of State Rice and other U.S. officials are pressing a diplomatic effort to end the crisis. Barry Schweid at the State Department. Of course, 3,000 Israeli troops are in the Gaza Strip, and they're sending a strong message. Also, the proposed uh, amendment to prevent flag desecration came very close, but came up short in the Senate. Amendment sponsor Orrin Hatch predicted it would be close. We're one vote short, 
of having 67 with just a few who may be undecided. And that's the way it ended. Hatch doesn't have to look any further for that one vote than to his fellow Utah Senator Robert Bennett. I cannot quite bring myself to amend the Constitution in the manner that he suggests. Bennett believes the issue of flag desecration should be handled through a statute. Jerry Bodlander, Capitol Hill. Now, during debate on the flag amendment, Senate Majority Leader Bill Frist of Tennessee argued the amendment should be approved to honor the nation's veterans. Countless brave men and women have died defending the flag. It is but a small, humble act for us to defend it. And Senator Frist said flag desecration should not be allowed. America is the freest country in the world. We have the right to express dissent and to persuade our fellow citizens of our views. Destroying the very emblem of that freedom is just plain wrong. And Democratic Senator Robert Byrd, some people were hoping he'd vote the other way. Uh, he is, of course, a senator from West Virginia. But he voted against the amendment. He said during debate, the flag amendment restricts freedom of speech. Amending the Constitution to prohibit the flag desecration flies in the face, the very face, of First Amendment right like freedom of Speech. He's got an opinion or two. We're taking your calls at 1-800-881-9270. Denny, often this amendment is brought up right around the 4th of July. Yeah, it's interesting because the one senator said that he wouldn't vote for it uh, because he think it should be handled through statute. I usually hear that and I think that's just another way of saying, I'm, let's take care of it through statute and then the Supreme Court can overturn it later. It's already happened. Yeah, so, you know, I, I just don't think that's very effective. We are taking your calls at 800-881-9270. Let's go to Garland and talk to Gertha. Hi, Gertha. Hello. Thanks for calling. Yes, I'm really upset by a number of things, but I really want to um, talk about this issue of homosexuality. Uh, you know, that is not God's will for man to marry man and woman to woman. And if they would read Romans 1, it would see. And Jesus said, I would turn you over to a reprobate mind for people to do those things. And it's wrong. Where are the morals? What are we doing to uphold the morals? That's what I want you to You know, know, there are so many cases in which we're moving away from Scripture. I mean, we talked about the Episcopal Church that's basically splitting over this, Danny. Yeah, it really, when you take a look at what Christian uh, people or people who call themselves Christian, you know, it's important to remember not every every thing that calls itself Christian is Christian, but a lot of so-called Christians are revising the biblical teaching on homosexuality, and that's why it's so widespread accepted. You have, on the one hand, people like the liberal Episcopals who have, who have basically decided against biblical authority, against biblical inerrancy, for that matter. And so what the Bible says on homosexuality, quite frankly, can be wrong. And uh, so when you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor revilers shall inherit the kingdom of God. When you read something like that, they, they'll just say, well, the, the Bible's wrong. On the other hand, you have some people who try to revise the biblical teaching on homosexuality by uh, not so much saying the Bible's wrong, but saying but we, what we always thought it said is wrong. <laughs> and so there's some people who are making an argument in favor of homosexuality, some people calling themselves Christians, saying that when we look at these passages about homosexuality, it's not talking about homosexuality in general. It's talking about um, specific um, 
abuses of homosexuality. And so you'll hear people making the argument that um, God's not opposed to homosexuality. He's only opposed to homosexual rape. And so Sodom and Gomorrah, that wasn't a really a, uh, such a bad, it wasn't bad because uh, there was a homosexual act being committed. It was a, bad because they were taking these men by force or tried to. And uh, or they'll take a First Corinthians six where it says homosexuals and effeminate, and they'll say that we've interpreted the Greek words wrong there, and it's really talking about something else altogether, about a, about a, um, a homosexual love between a man and a and a and a young man, and so that's kind of the way that people get out of biblical authority, and so it's really a slippery slope once you get on it, and this you know you, you take a look at the Episcopalians and. And uh, you take a look at what's happening in our culture, and you see that there's just been a slide away from biblical authority. You know, there's a, the situation in the church, and some people are saying that uh, the church can have it one way, the church that wants to uh, preserve the traditional uh, definition of marriage, for instance, and the society could have it another way, and we can have a lot of choices out there. But we've got biblical reasons for keeping marriage between one man and one woman and not condoning homosexuality with our public policies. And we also have societal reasons. We also have other reasons that just show us, first of all, the way we're biologically made, but also just the fact that, as Dwight McKissick mentioned, uh, families and marriage work better for people. They're more prosperous, and they just thrive in those kind of situations because that's the kind of order that God ordained and planned for us. That's that's right. If you have compassion towards children, I think that you have to be pro-family, which means being pro-traditional definition of what marriage is. Mm-hmm. And we are pro, pro-family here on Jerry Johnson Live. I know Denny's pro-family because he's got a new baby. I'm pro-family because I've got three kids that are pretty well grown up, and uh, we know many of you, probably most of you listening out there, are pro-family. We're so glad you've been listening to us today here on Jerry Johnson Live. I'm Penna Dexter, Denny Burke also with me in the studio. We've got lots more to talk about tomorrow, so we hope you'll join us then. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.